0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Assalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad Wala alihi Wassahvihi ajma'een wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Everything that we see around us, on us, anywhere in the world, has a designer and a creator. When it comes to clothing, we know about designer labels, name brand clothing. When it comes to food, we know that someone has thought of a recipe and has cooked the food. When we drive cars, we also know that cars are designed and they are made in factories. When we look at buildings, we know that there, were, there was a person or a group of people that designed the buildings that we use and that we are currently using and someone built it as well. Even the sheet that you are sitting on, someone thought of the pattern and the color and the design if it has one. And created it The gadgets that we use Of course Someone designed it Someone created us Someone created it Including us As well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our designer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our creator And normally the one who designs And the one who creates Knows more about Or knows most about What they have created Compared to others So the person, the people The engineering team, the design team Where that designed these gadgets Knows a lot more about it Than I do Than the average user does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed us And His wisdom And His knowledge Is so great The knowledge and the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so great that He knows us better than we even know ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows us even better than we know ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us dependent. There is no human being on this earth, no matter how rich, no matter how intelligent. Who can live independently? Every single human being is dependent on something, is needy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuha antumul fuqara'u ila You are needy, you are poor, you are destitute in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you tell me, the most intelligent person in the world, the most richest person in the world, if they don't have food, if they don't have water, If they don't have air to breathe, oxygen, can they survive? No. They can have all the money in the world, they can have all the brains in the world. But if these three things are not available to them, it doesn't matter. They will not be able to survive. That means that they are dependent. We are also dependent upon shelter. If we do not have a roof over our heads, we cannot live like that for too long. Especially in this type of weather. We are dependent on clothing as well. We need something to cover ourselves with. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us in a way that we have emotional needs as well. We have emotional needs as well. Human beings need, want to be cared for. They want to be loved. They want to be accepted. One of those needs, as I just mentioned, Is the need to love and to be loved This is a human emotional need That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with And if you think about it At every stage of our life At every stage of our life We develop and experience Different types of love So when it comes to the love for people The first introduction to most of us Introduction to this emotion of love Is with our parents As soon as the child is born And subhanAllah it's amazing That the moment A child is born and goes into the arms Of the mother There's a connection there You feel the peace The child feels the peace Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has put this connection That can never be severed So the first With our parents, our mother, our fathers, perhaps our grandparents, our siblings, and other relatives. So, this is the first time that we experience love in our lives. Then, as we grow older, there's different types of love that develop. There's the type of love that needs to be placed upon someone, the need the human need for close companionship with someone of the opposite gender. And this is all natural. This is all natural. This is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us and the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed us. And He has given us, because He is the designer, because He is the creator, He has given us guidelines. Just like you get a user's manual when you buy a device or a toy or anything That is complicated And that needs to be used properly There is a care guide There is a user manual On how to use it properly How not to destroy it How to troubleshoot it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our creator and our designer Has also given us those guidelines In the form of the Quran And the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he has taught us how do we fulfill these needs? How should we channel this love that we feel? Where should we place it? How should we deal with it? And how should we grow it and nurture it properly? So it results in, it results in something that is positive. It results in something that is good and not something which is ugly and which is repugnant. We also have material love. I'm sure most of us can think back to our favorite toy. That we loved when we were young Or those who are young children You have a favorite toy That you like to keep with you That you never want to give away That your parents threaten you with If you misbehave, we're gonna give this toy away We're gonna throw it away Okay. So we all start off with something Most of us, I would say That we have something that we love A toy And then there's favorite clothing as well right? Favorite clothing, that sweater that you have in your closet And that may be too small But you don't want to give it away Right? Or those favorite pair of pants, or those favorite socks, or whatever it may be. Of course, we develop attachment with our gadgets, with our, you know, new toys, technology. We develop attachment with our cars, with our jewelry, with our homes, our wealth. And this too, actually, is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, زُيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ حُبُّ الشَّهَوَاتِ مِنَ النِّسَاءِ It has been made attractive for people. It has been made attractive for people. Right? To love the desired things. Right? Women for men. Children. مِنَ وَالْفِضَّةِ Hoarded heaps of gold and silver. Right? Even now nothing has changed. Right, we feel attracted to that. We feel attracted. If someone says you can get 10 bars of gold, right? I'll give you a heap of gold or silver, yes. Just, I would say hardly anyone would say that, no, I don't want it. 100% almost guaranteed. 99.999% anyone would say, yes, please give it to me. I'm the one who wants it. وَالْخَيْلِ And This is interesting too. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't just say horses... No the Branded horses Branded horses Because if we have a choice We want brand name clothing We want brand name cars Right There used to be a car When I was a kid I was growing up Maybe still around in Russia Called Lada Right There was a dealership Where Lada Ladas would sell for like Seven thousand dollars Brand new Eight thousand dollars Nobody would buy it Hardly anyone buy it Nobody cares about it Right Because we want the branded ones Right We want the nice ones we want the ones that are going to make us feel good, of course we'll be reliable as well. But there's that you know that element of prestige as well. So Al khayl al Musawama. Right? And cattle and tillage, like land, and crops, similar things nowadays, business and you know having good profits. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, What is this? That is an enjoyment of the worldly life. Yes, it is an enjoyment, but it is an enjoyment of the worldly life. Wallahu indahu husnul Maa. But with Allah lies the beauty of the final resort. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lies the beauty of what is to come next, of the final resort that which is permanent. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, say, shall I tell you what is far better than that? For those who fear Allah. The people of Taqwa, who are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For them, they are guardians with their Lord. Jannat. Tajri min tahti al anhar, beneath which rivers flow. Where they shall live? Forever. Where they shall live? Forever. So you don't have to worry about retirement. You don't have to worry about funeral planning. You live there forever, Inshallah With purified spouses and approval from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is watchful over His servants. So you see, my brothers and sisters, all of these things have been made appealing. They have been made appealing for us. So yes, they attract us. Yes, these are things which we are inclined towards. But this is all part of the test. This is all part of the test. That it is all temporary. It's all part of a test. It's all temporary. And if you want... Something better than all of this So first of all, Allah is telling us That there is something that is better than all of this Okay, so if you're a believer You truly believe in Allah Taala in His words Yes, there is absolutely Without any doubt Much more, which is much, much, much better than this Okay And if you want that If you want that Which is much, much better And which is going to last forever Then you can't love this If you want that And if you want it forever, you've got to choose. Then you can't be loving this. Okay, yes, you can use it in a halal way. Don't get me wrong. You can use it in a halal way, no problem whatsoever. And the Prophet ﷺ has even told us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes to see the effects of His bounties upon His servants. Okay, so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more to some and less to others, alhamdulillah. Okay, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you, Yes, use it in a halal way, but don't love it. You can't love it. If you start loving it, what's going to happen? If you start loving it, it will start distracting you from that which is more important and which is permanent, meaning what is going to come in the next life, which we know is going to happen and there's absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever. And you'll end up then depriving yourself of that which is better in the hereafter. If you start loving it, you can use it in a halal way, no problem. But if you start loving it If it starts growing inside your heart That is going to cause you trouble The Prophet ﷺ Was walking through the marketplace one day Was walking through the market Through the bazaar And there was people Gathered on either side of him The Sahaba ﷺ were going with him And there he came across a dead goat Prophet ﷺ Came across A goat that was dead And it had very short ears. Okay, so first it's a dead goat, and it also has short ears. So he took hold of it, saying, "Who among you would like to have this for a dirham?" Okay, it's a dead goat. It's a goat with dead, with short ears. He says, "Who from amongst you would like to have this for a dirham, for one dirham?" So they said, "Companions of Allah, by Allah, not even if it were alive." Because its ears are too short, and now it is also dead. Okay, so short ears were seen as something for an animal, for a goat, that was uh, uh, something which was undesirable. Okay, so he said we wouldn't have wanted it, even if it was alive. This is not something that we would like to have, and now it's dead. So even more so, there's no use, there's nothing, there's no reason why anyone would like to have this animal for a dead. So thereupon, the messenger of Allah, وسلم, said. By Allah, this world is more insignificant in the sight of Allah than this in your eyes. By Allah, this world, so the matters, the things of this world, the beauty and all the riches that it contains, is more insignificant in the sight of Allah than this dead goat with short ears in your eyes. So the way this is insignificant, that you don't even want to buy this, even if it were alive, for this dunya and what it contains, it's more insignificant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning it is not something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives great value to, so there's a message there that you should also have a similar approach if you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Illa al That the life of this world is only a deceiving enjoyment. What is it? the life of this world allah says is only a deceiving enjoyment it's actually deception it's fake right we think it's real right yes we feel it we experience it but in the larger picture in the broad scheme of things it's just actually a lot of deception right when a person is going in the summertime you're driving on the highway you think there's water ahead right There's water ahead there's a puddle coming ahead but no there's no water Right? And for us, it's not that serious, we drive right through it. But for people back in the days, when you used to travel, they used to travel through the deserts. And they were in need of water. You think that there's water ahead, when you get there, there's nothing. It's called a mirage. Right? So the dunya is similar as well. That we think, people like to think that what they're seeing and what they're experiencing, this is real and this is what's going to last forever and this is it. But no, this is not it. This is just like a dream. This is just like a dream. You go through it, you live through it. But the reality is to come. We are going to wake up one day to something which is much more real and something that is everlasting. So if you really want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you really want to be on His good side. And you really want Him to be happy. The day when we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is also guaranteed, no doubt about it whatsoever. A hundred percent guaranteed that all of us one day will have to report to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So if you really want to please Him, if you really want to be on His good side, you also have to realize with your heart, with your heart, not just your mind, or with your ears, with your heart, that all of these things that we enjoy are truly insignificant. So don't give them a place in your heart. Don't love them, and don't give them a place in your heart. You see, love is a very powerful emotion. Love is a very powerful emotion. It comes from the heart, and it appeals to the heart. Okay, that's why you see hearts made all over the place. Okay, so a normal, standard nafs, a normal default settings, normal standard nafs, which is your inner desires, one that has not been reformed, one that not that hasn't been trained, that hasn't been hasn't been made subservient to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That type of lafs, nafs loves to enjoy the things that Allah has forbidden So what's the default setting? The nafs loves to enjoy the things, your inner desires Love to enjoy the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden And perhaps this is the reason, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Perhaps one of the reasons why they've actually been made forbidden right? So it's a test If somebody told you not to do something you didn't want to do anyway You had no inclination for it so That's not much of a test Right? The test is, when you want to do something and you're not allowed to do it. Okay, you want to drive at 150 kilometers an hour on the highway, but you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to do that. You don't want to wait for that red light, but you have to wait for it. Okay? You want to park anywhere, yes, this is something we can all relate to. You want to work, park anywhere, but there's a no parking sign, your car is going to get towed, you're going to get a parking ticket. Okay. So the things that we are stopped from are the things that we are actually inclined to do. So perhaps this is one of the reasons... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has made these things this way So that this is the test for us That what is the test Are we going to choose to follow our desires Or are we going to choose to follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We all have a choice to make Are we going to follow our nafs Are we going to be abdul nafs The slave of our nafs Or are we going to be abdullah Are we going to be the slave Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Now the nafs the default nafs enjoys that which is forbidden. Enjoys the haram. Now, shaytan, very, very smart. Very, very intelligent. Okay? But his heart, of course, is in the wrong place. Okay? But shaitan, very intelligent. So he also takes advantage of this. And he tries to make that which is forbidden, that which is haram, appear to be beautiful and attractive. What does he try to do? He tries to make that which is forbidden... make make it look like it is beautiful and it is attractive. So what he ends up doing is that he makes that which is repugnant, that which is despicable, that which is immoral, that which is harmful, and makes it appear as something beautiful, as something that is nice, as something that people should want. So basically, he takes, for for younger children to understand, Shaytan takes poison and makes it look like a nice drink. Okay? Shaitan takes poison, poison, that's going to hurt you, it's going to kill you, and tries to make it look like it's a nice cold drink with ice in it and a piece of lemon and a straw coming out that you can enjoy on a nice hot, nice hot summer day. Okay? That's really what he tries to do. Now the heart which is devoid of the strength of Allah's remembrance, Understand this clearly The heart which is devoid Which is empty of the strength That comes from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It falls for this trap It believes that the poison is actually that nice cold drink Because it's not able to differentiate It falls for it It slips up It goes for this trap And then it gets tangled and caught up in this trap And it starts enjoying that which is forbidden It starts desiring more and more of that which is forbidden And eventually it starts loving That which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made forbidden. Now the heart, on the other hand, that is strengthened by the remembrance of Allah, the heart that is filled with the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is able to see through this fraud and this deceit. The heart that is strengthened by the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, filled with the love of Allah, it is able to see through this fraud. It's able to read through it, and it doesn't fall for it. See, today we see this attempt. Today we see this attempt to set us up from childhood. He's not gonna try to get us when we become adults that okay mashallah this person is balik now oh, they've started you know, offering salah now now they're making, doing all their obligations now I should try to trap them. Now I should get them to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. Shaitan is, is much more intelligent than that. So what he tries to do is set us up from childhood to be slaves of the forbidden and blameworthy feelings. To become slaves of the forbidden And the blameworthy feelings Okay Subliminal messages Whether it's holidays Or events You know Through cartoons Even messages on clothing I'm a communication journalism type of guy I pay attention to messages Okay Read what it says on the shirts What messages are there And especially especially for girls, because I know I have a lovely daughter, Alhamdulillah, and I have this issue when we try to go shopping and buy her clothes, I pay attention to the messages. Pay attention to the messages on the clothing. What is it trying to say? What is it trying to communicate? And what is the intent behind it? Same thing with ads as well. Right? We think it's normal. Super Bowl, yes, everyone wants to watch the Super Bowl. Yes, we especially want to watch the Super Bowl ads. We especially want to watch the halftime show. All of this has an effect. All of this affects our hearts first and our minds. And it is going to affect our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this conditioning is done to children and to adults, teens, adults, to desire that which is forbidden, to fantasize about that which is forbidden, to aim for the forbidden, to explore and to enjoy the forbidden. And eventually to love the forbidden. This is what it is. Even innocent cartoons. Innocent cartoons. You think are innocent. Fairy tales. Oh, there's messages there. There's subliminal messages which our children are taking in, especially when we're babysitting them with these things. And putting them on, thinking they're benign. You know, cartoons and movies for children. Oh, there are messages there. There's many messages there that are going to affect your child's heart that are planting seeds in them. And this is a huge industry. This is a huge industry. Images, videos, entertainment, websites, cheating websites. Plus, on top of that, gifts, chocolates, clothing, flowers, cards. All of these industries benefit from people developing forbidden feelings. They benefit from people developing forbidden feelings. And many more industries... Thrive on blameworthy feelings So these are feelings which are not necessarily forbidden But they're disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Like the love for material things Like the love from inside the heart For enjoyments and the luxuries of life So we need to understand My brothers and sisters What is happening here For children as well as for adults Don't get duped Don't get sucked into this Let us protect ourselves And our children from such conditioning as much as possible. And this has to do with the choices that we make. Now, I understand, you know, we can't control everything. We can't control everything, there's limits. But we make lots of choices that, that play a role. So what we watch, very, very important. What we watch, what we put on, who we meet with, what type of environment do we put ourselves in and put our children in, who do we socialize with. Right? We need to pay attention to these things. And this is to limit, limit those forbidden and blameworthy feelings. This is to limit and those forbidden and blameworthy feelings. And once we limit that, then there's a void. There's a void that needs to be filled because as I mentioned earlier, love is a humo- an emotional need, a human need. So it needs to be filled with something. So it needs to be filled with and replaced with the positive feelings of love. Are the, what are the positive feelings? So love first and foremost for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which includes and entails the love for Rasulullah sallallahu part of our iman, can't be a true Muslim until you love him. Love for our family, maintaining family ties. Loving our children, our parents, this is part of our deen. Loving our spouse, setting a good example of a loving relationship between husband and wife, very very important. Loving our brothers and sisters in faith. Again, part of our imam. Loving you know, the, the, uh, all of humanity. And loving the things that are associated with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like the Qur'an. Like the masajid. Like the kaaba. Developing love for giving, for sacrificing. These are all the types of loves that should be found in the heart of a mu'min. The heart of a true believer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And among people, there are those who take other than Allah as His equals, as His rivals. They take others, things, other objects, other people as equals and rivals of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what is the characteristic, what is the sign of this? This is very important. They love them. يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ They love them as they should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They love these other things the way that they should be loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but those who believe are stronger in their love for Allah. Those who are the mu'mineen, the believers, they are stronger in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is very, very important for each of us to do some soul searching. Check deep inside. So remember one, what are the things that I love? What are the things that I truly love? What is found in my heart? And then where is my love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compared to those things? is my love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greater and stronger than all of those other loves? Or is it not? And if it's not, we've got some serious work to do. And how do we fill our hearts? How do we instill the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Fill our hearts with the remembrance of Allah. Put Allah's words and words that remind you of Allah into your heart. Sights that remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Stay around people who remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as possible. So everything that we expose ourselves to, ideally, should be connecting us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the more you do this, my brothers and sisters, the stronger your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more your love for Allah, insha'Allah. So let's try to condition ourselves and our children to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to recap, it is natural to love. This is a natural emotion. There's different types of love that we each experience. And there's also an effort to condition us to desire and to enjoy that which is forbidden and blameworthy. Feelings of love So let us try to limit exposure to such things and replace them with the things that help us develop The pure love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala May Allah azza wa jal make us his true lovers May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Purify our hearts from all that which is forbidden And that which is blameworthy May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the pure feelings of love May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us For all of the forbidden and blameworthy love That we have kept in our hearts May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our children And grow them with pure hearts that are filled With the love for Allah and his messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alamin. Okay. If brothers, if we could just move forward, please, and fill in the gaps. And also, like last week, we would also appreciate your help in the end after the salah to wrap up, please. So, church bazaar. Alhamdulillah, the bazaar that we did with the church with the Canada United Church. Alhamdulillah, was very successful. The funds were being raised to help the Syrian refugee effort, and we raised over $2,600, alhamdulillah. So say jazakumullah khayran, and thank you to all the volunteers and contributors, and everyone who came by. Because this is a long weekend, there is no Strive Youth program tomorrow, inshaAllah. Although on Sunday, we will be having the regular, regular halaqa by Dr. Ali Saadi, inshaAllah, in Arabic. 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. Every Sunday, inshallah at ar 1120 March Road, entrance from the back. And the hulaqa topic is usul al-fiqh And it's in Arabic, inshallah On February 19th, which is next Friday We will be having a family tafsir session, inshallah On Surah Zalzala At the And we also have tea and milk Some gourmet cookies, inshallah Everyone is welcome This is happening next Friday, not tonight And on February 20th, inshallah Jami Omar will be holding their fundraising dinner So this is uh, really you know, the last chance to buy tickets They would really appreciate if you buy tickets by the Sunday So please do so after the Salah Azzamallah